Thank you for tuning in to the Realities Podcast. Realities Podcast is a blog-term podcast about the realities of life, what's trending, being a mom and a wife, family, career, and everything in between. I hope you enjoy this next episode, but please make sure that you follow us on Instagram at Realities, and that is R-A-I-A-L-I-T-I-E-S. Let us know what you think about this next episode. Enjoy. Welcome to Realities. We're back. Say hi, G. Hi, G. As always. <laughs> so we are back and we are talking just New Year's stuff. So we have a guest. We'll let her introduce herself in a second, but Happy New Year. I don't know what else it was. No, it's just New Year. So Happy New Year. Yep. So happy MLK celebration or day if that's the actual day. So we are talking about investments. But we'll let our guest introduce herself and then we'll get into our norm questions, answers, fun talk, and all that good stuff. Okay. <clears throat> well, uh, my name is Alexius with it. I am um, a realtor in the DMV um, and also licensed in Pennsylvania. Um, I've been in real estate a little over a year and it has. Uh, skyrocketed out of nowhere, nothing that I expected. Um, yeah, so, and, and Ray and, and Gina invited me to be a part of their podcast today, and I'm excited. I'm a little nervous, but <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm in a court of law or something. I don't know. I just, you know, <laughs> I like I to be know. behind the scenes and not seen, but um, I'm excited, and I, um, I'm appreciative um, of you guys even thinking about me. So thank you for having awesome. me. Awesome. Awesome. So for all of our listeners, we, just as y'all know, me and G go way back. We told y'all our story before of how we met each other's asses first before we met each other's faces. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alexia, as I call her Lexi, used to drop me off to those locations where Gina was oh god secret locations <laughs> yes next would be the be the drop off after the I don't remember where we went there we go Halloween party or something and I got dropped off to Mr. Walston I'm always the designated <laughs> driver oh yes oh yes <laughs> yeah so we have known Lex well, I've known Lex since like 2002 damn yes that's a long time. Damn, it was 20 years from our uh, high school education. <laughs> we on the 20 years. Oh my goodness. Yes, this is 20 years. Don't laugh that at just us, Gina. We, I know we real, we we over here. She over here, like, okay, y'all just getting it, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it just 20 years, y'all? Yeah, yeah we we graduated high school in 2002. In 2002, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like we're babies, but then again, it sounds like that was so far. We we uh, look like we're babies. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I was going to say, ma'am, it does not sound like you're a baby, but okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, nah, you know, until your knees start buckling, but anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about um, just investments and the time that's right to invest and all that good stuff. So you've already told us how long you've been a realtor. And I, and correct me if I'm wrong with the, with the terminology, because I, 
I don't know anything about real estate. I go to you guys for all the questions. Uh, but what is, tell us about like what made you want to get into real estate and is it a brokerage? Like you're under a brokerage, a brokerage. Mm-hmm. Okay. And mm-hmm. then tell us who you, who you represent. Okay. Um, so, uh, of course, like I said, I've been in real estate for a little over a year, actually Saturday, um, the eighth was my official one year anniversary from my life, my license being active. Um, so, uh, actually I've wanted to get into, I've had a, I guess, a passion for real estate all of my life. Um, of course, you know, HGTV has been on for decades. Um, (laughs) but I've always been, um, just like infatuated with the process, like, you know, going to look at homes, going to look at model homes, going to look at rinky dink homes, you know, it didn't have to be the the top of the line for me. Like there was a home probably a mile from where I lived at in Fort Washington, Maryland, and it was literally gutted. And I would get out once a week and just walk through as they were fixing it up because it was wide open, just walk through, just memorize, just mesmerized by the process you know, and, and started to, to dive into, well, how much did it sell for when they first had it? What did it look like? What are they trying to sell it for now? Like, you know, just really getting into it. And then in college, um, I don't know if Ray remembers or not, but we, we would talk about it a lot. We were talking about getting our real estate licenses, but I had never, I had never hopped on the opportunity. I would say, because life happens, of course, you know, you're trying to graduate, you're trying to figure out if you're going to, you know, what job you're going to get after you graduate from college and things like that. So um, I have a friend that's actually a realtor that is also, I'm a part of her, her real estate team, um, the Kimberly Randall group. So um, she was also my realtor. So five years ago, and I would say not five years ago, probably a little over 10 years ago when I met her, um, we had a now you meet someone and you have a common, you have things in common um, and real estate will always come up. Um, so we, we talked about it. And for years, she would say, you should just go ahead and get your license. Like I was just so interested in a process, even though I didn't have my license. So finally, um, right before the pandemic hit, I said, you know what? 2020, I'm just going to go ahead and bite the bullet. I signed up in 2019 to start my classes, but I hadn't started. <clears throat> and then January, 2020, I started doing it, the, the classes. And then all of a sudden everything shut down. I said, you know what? This is the perfect opportunity. You know, I was working out. Well, I still work full time um, for the for the government. But, you know, I took advantage of that opportunity, you know, working remotely and just I would study on my breaks. I would study at night. I would literally be up till two, three o'clock in the morning you know, just getting through the classes, studying, making sure I knock this out. And December 30th, 2020, I passed my classes and I was like, let's go 2021. Uh (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So, and my goal was to, I say, okay, now that I'm, I've got my license, you know, you know, my friend, my friend Kimberly was already walking me through the process. She was like, okay, this is what you have to do. I already knew a brokerage I wanted to be affiliated with, uh, which was the brokerage she was affiliated with. She's not a broker. Um, but, you know, I just knew that 
she would be my mentor. And I know some folks that get into real estate and I always wonder why they don't do anything. And I think it's because, you know, they aren't sure where to go. They don't have that leadership. They don't have that mentorship. They don't have someone to, you know, look up to and, and help them along in the process. Now, I know a lot of brokerages do um, have mentors and they have training programs and things like that, but you have a lot of people that get into real estate and they are still like me working full time and they don't, you know, they don't, sometimes they don't have the time to do a training because it's a set day and time. And um, so I just really, I, I lock in when I can. You know, I still stay up till probably 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night, still, you know, studying because real estate is constantly evolving, mm -hmm. you know, especially through COVID. Like there's so many different ways of, you know, dealing with real estate. Now you just don't have to go and look at something. You can virtually look at things. You can, you know, you can go out and show a home and not have your client there. So, you know, it's constantly evolving and you, you as a realtor need to be, ready for that awesome. so you talk oh go ahead G. so you so you have your license in the dmv and that's kind of obvious because you live in a dmv what made you decide to do it in um pennsylvania well um there's loopholes when you get your license in certain jurisdictions that you're able to get reciprocity in different states so Pennsylvania was one of those states that I could get reciprocity because I was licensed in Maryland. Okay. Same, with, same with DC and same with Virginia. So I say, you know what? I don't have to go back through the classes. I can just study and, you know, get my license. Oh, cool. It's kind of like taxes. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, you know, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, you know, and um you know, people are always like, well, you're always traveling. I said, well, guess what? I'm going to be a traveling realtor too, because I know people everywhere and somebody's always looking for a home or to invest or some land or something like that. So. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So with it being the new year, of course, everybody has their goals and objectives for their new year and all that stuff. As far as real estate, do you think that now is the time to purchase a home, purchase a investment property, or is there, is there like a good time? I, I know things like my husband always talks about the market and all of this stuff. Right now. Okay. That's what I got him for. I don't pay attention to that. You tell <laughs> me when what we doing and then I do my part. I'm kind of like the, I'm the administrative assistant for the house. <laughs> right. Right. So me personally, I feel like it's always, always a good time to buy, especially if you are in a position to do so, you know, just, just because others are not, or just because the economy looks a certain way, I'm sorry, my, that's my dog. Um, just because the economy looks a certain way doesn't mean that you can't do that, you know? So I think it's always a good time. Um, you should always be prepared, whether it's good or bad, because you never know. You know, um, things happen in real estate transactions that people don't always talk about. Um, but it, I feel like it's always a good time if you're ready and prepared for it. And what about selling? So what if it, is it is is that the same case for if you want to sell your property or 
investment or whatever it is. You think well, if, if, if it's, if it's a buyer out there, then it's a seller. Well, being that the, the interest rates are lower for buyers, um, you have a lot more buyers out now that want to buy. So you have a lot more sellers that are like, okay, well, the interest rates are lower, but my, 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 the price of my home is increasing you know, why not look at the opportunities? Because you have some people that have actually not even thought about selling their home and they've had someone approach them or they've heard someone close to them that has sold their home for, you know, well over what they even expected. And they said, you know what, I'm going to see what I can do, you know, with selling my home. So um, I think it's always a good time if it's good for you. Now, like when Gina was talking about earlier about just packing up to, to, to move, she ain't even um, started you know, packing. She need to start. <laughs> she 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 yeah. got start from ground zero. She need to organize, <laughs> then declutter, then pack. I think that's something to, right. to think about. Like you might, you might say, oh, somebody might bring you a number and say, okay, these are the comps, you know, in your area for what the homes are selling for in your neighborhood. And you're like, really? But then you start thinking about, okay. Now I need to think about packing. I need to think about moving. Where am I going to move to? Do I want to move into something like I already have? Do I want to move into something bigger? Do I want to downsize? You know, so then you run into those things. Um, But for me, I think it's always a good time to. So what would you say to, to like Gina said, she was trying to pack up. What would you say? Uh, would be that first step if you're if the thought process just comes like hey I want to sell my house what would that first step look like like should you I mean my I always say like I just said to Jada I always say the first step for me is like declutter and get rid of some stuff <laughs> stuff you don't want to take with you right. from, definitely from definitely okay. definitely um but I would think prior to that is you know are you trying to sell your house yourself or are you going to get a realtor to help you? Um, People and can I sell, think you can sell your house without a realtor. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't. I don't know why I didn't think like, I guess because I'm not knowledgeable enough to be like, oh, okay, let me. I think that's what it is. It makes it for people. It's a lot. No, it's a lot. Okay. Yeah. It's a would, lot. And it's, it's I feel like it's always better to, to like you have, like, for instance, you have people like you pay your accountant to do your taxes. Mm-hmm. You pay. You have um, knowledge experts for a reason. Yeah, you, right. you pay people to do things for you. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like if your realtor can take the stress out of the entire process and just help you, you know, put together a nice timeline and and exactly what you should do and and basically do all the behind the scenes for you besides packing. <laughs> I mean, I'll come. And, yeah, I'll help, I was going to say, I'll can help we? Pack, I help move a box or two, but that's just me. But. <laughs> A lot of realtors won't do that. You know, they'll come through and say, okay, you need to declutter. A lot of friends, a lot of friends ain't doing it either. (laughs) At least not the ones I have. (laughs) Now, I will definitely send you an amazing moving company. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and send that to me too, because I would like to share that with my Yes, indeed. I'm telling you, I think at some point you get too old. Like the guys... Cause the girl, we ain't moving nothing. I'll pack up all my stuff, but I'm not lifting the box. That's not happening. Especially when you got all the guys, but all the guys are like, we too old now. We go to lift a box. We might, 
we might puncture a nerve. <laughs> I mean, at this at this stage in our lives, we might as well just call a moving company. Yes, indeed. Yes. yes, indeed. And just pray that they don't break anything or misplace <laughs> anything, and you know, and actually just return all your stuff to where it's right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. Okay, Angie. So you said it's always a good time to buy. Rayshawn mentioned renting. You have a lot of folks that are renting out their properties, whether it's a single family, a condo, whatever. Um, But a realtor can also help you with that as well, because you have some people that don't want to rent an apartment, like a traditional rental. They want, they maybe need a single family home. They may need, you know, a bigger type of condo or townhouse. They might be looking for some space. Um, I know in our area, we have a lot of people in the military. So there's always constantly, you know, people moving in and out of our area. So for the most part, a lot of them aren't looking to buy because they may have purchased in another state and they're renting their home out there and they just want to rent something here while they're stationed here. So um, that's another good way to use a realtor because they can send you a list of what's available in the area. They can contact the, you know, the aid, the listing agent. Sometimes you'll have the listing agent direct you directly to the landlord because, you know, they're just using that service just to, just to put their home out there that it's for rent, but they want to do everything else like the background check and, um, and the, yeah, the background check and things like that. So, if I'm renting, but I'm asking you to help, what do, what, what do I call I you? If you're the renter and you're asking me to help you rent? As the renter, as the I would as still the be your I would still be your realtor. Okay, so how does that, what does that look like on your end financially? Because you oh, know how for the, the yeah. buyer, you know, if I'm selling your house, you get a certain portion. If I'm right. buying, you get a certain portion. But what does that look like as the... Well, as and it depends too. So, and that's funny that you said that because I work with commercial, I work with people that are looking to lease commercial properties, and I work with clients that are looking to um, lease or rent residential homes. Right. So on the on the residential side, basically, it's the same way as if I was your agent and you were a buyer. The seller is paying a portion of my commission. Right. So it's the same way if you were renting, the landlord would pay a portion of my commission and their agent's commission because they're helping them, you know, rent out their home. Just like if you were helping someone um, sell their home or helping someone buy their home, um, the the seller or the, the landlord is paying the commission in most cases. Now, with commercial real estate, <clears throat> it's always negotiable. Okay. Um, I'm not a commercial agent, but I have spoke with several commercial agents and they kind of operate on a different, uh, I guess, on a different sphere, I would say their, their, their mentality is totally different. So, um, in their world, to me, it's like, everything's negotiable, you know, from the lease, the lease term, the amount, you know, even down to the real, the, the, the individual that wants to rent or lease that space for their agent, their commission is also negotiable. So it's either I could get my client to pay my commission or I can reach out to the, the landlord's, um, the landlord's agent and negotiate with them on paying me a commission to help rent or lease their space. Right. So, um, 
that's just how that works. And now that's a little bit more footwork on the agent's end, not the not the person that is leasing, um, because that's what your agent is there for. It's like you having a lawyer, your lawyer advocates and negotiates on your behalf. That's why you hired them, right? Um, so yeah. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. So are there different, I know we just talked about my license commercial and what was the other one? Residential? Residential. Are, are there different licenses for real estate agents? Like, is it once you get, once you're licensed, you can, like, that's, that's it. Like, what's the growth for you guys? Like, what is the next step? Like, I know some people, like I watch, of course, we watch um, like Million Dollar Listing and all of this type of stuff. It's Selling Sunset amazing. and Selling Tampa and, and Ladies oh. List. Oh, you I'm know what? So sick. <laughs> I, I do, I do, but they irritate me. But anyway, <laughs> um, but is there a different, like, is there a next step for the license? Like, you get you get a real estate license, but is there like, okay, now I am a luxury real estate, or now I am in this million dollar club, or now I only do Shaw's of Sunset type homes? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess to me, to me, so everyone has a goal, right? Um, even in your current job, like you have a goal, whether you want to stay where you're at or you want to climb the ladder, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my goal and also what I've talked about uh, with my teammates is, you know, my goal is to, you can also, you know, get different certifications. Like I can get a certification in property management, you know, because eventually I'm going to have clients that are going to want to rent their properties, Right. And if I get that certification in property management, I could potentially not only help them rent their home, I can also oversee everything that's going on in their home while they're renting it out, you know, from, um, you know, maybe like payments to them, uh, making sure maintenance is taken care of, things like that. Um, But, you know, the goal is to always, you know, always, like I said, real estate is constantly evolving especially with all these reality shows now, it's kind of yeah. like, you know, it's, it's more so luxury. I mean, that's the cool, I mean, it's cool to look at, but they don't show you like a lot of behind the scenes, like you wanting to pull your hair out or, you know, really like going back and forth for days. Or your, or your, negoc- or your client negotiate. being a, uh, I don't want to, they can't be a Brazilla, I guess a clientzilla. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing too. Like, um, you as a realtor, I like to set the expectation in the beginning mm-hmm. and not necessarily just for me, but for my client. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I know you want a million dollar home, but you also need to be realistic too if you can afford it. And you not also, just afford you also it, make forty thousand dollars a year. <laughs> so okay. <laughs> you know, it's good, it's good to set <laughs> expectations, but be realistic. But I don't want to, you know. T- take that dream from somebody like we I mean who doesn't want a nice big beautiful luxury home right. you know but you know in your current in your current state where do you think you are you know um and that's why I try to uh our team and I tries to partner with uh different lenders and and title companies and um I mean even down to contractors and I mean we try to be a one-stop shop because I tell them that yes I'm your realtor and everybody has a different job in the home buying or home selling process 
but my job is to still walk you through through to each person and through the process so you're learning stuff along the way going back to like the steps if somebody wants to sell and I'll just say I'll say let's start with buying a house so if someone wants to purchase a home the first step they need to do in your opinion is is what is it sit down and and look at your finances finances look at your finances like just be honest with yourself like look at your finances and then if you don't know exactly what you're looking for um you could still depending on if your agent can you know or I wouldn't even say because in the beginning nine times I said it's not your agent yet you know you're you're just trying to find you may be trying to find an agent or you may want that agent to find you you know um so you're probably if you're a millennial you're on social media trying to find you know a realtor and just seeing you know just seeing what they're talking about or posting about you may inbox them ask them some questions but honestly it's about looking at your financials how much money are you saving if you're saving how much money are you saving um if you're working how much money are you making how much are you bringing home also what are you paying monthly you know in terms of not just rent like do you have a car note do you have um, other obligations that you're 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 paying for. Are you eating out a lot? And you could not be eating out a lot. You could be saving that money, you know. So it's good to to look at that and and see if you you know is there a possibility that I can afford that. Now I will say this: I tell people to it's good to talk to a lender, but it's also good to talk to multiple lenders. One. Um, you want to talk to a lender because they're going to, you know, help you, you know, figure out what you can afford, basically what you can shop for. Like everybody wants to go out and they see a model home. They might want to get out of the car and go look at it, but can you afford it? You know, me personally, I don't want to, you know, <laughs> trick myself and be like, oh, this is, this is the type of house I want, but my pockets and my bank account don't reflect that, you know, mm-hmm. but what can I do? to get that. What do I need to do to get that? If that's what I want now. Now, if I don't want it now, realistically, I want it in five years, but I still want to be a first time homeowner and I want a house. Okay. What can I afford? You know? Um, but by talking to multiple lenders, you can find out, you know, not only what you can afford, but also what programs do they have that I can utilize? Mm -hmm. Right. Do they have grant programs? Do they have down payment programs? Do they have closing cost programs? You know, do they have a program where I can buy down my rate? Because right now, yeah, the rates are a little lower, but is there an opportunity for me to buy my rate down even lower, lower if I can afford it mm-hmm. to have a, a, a lower monthly mortgage payment? So, um, and a lot of people think that by talking to multiple lenders and doing multiple pre-approvals, that it hurts your credit, but it doesn't if you do it within a short period of time. Um, And also the pre-approvals only last 30 to 90 days. So if you don't find nothing and and you're not under contract within 90 days, you're going to have to do a new pre-approval anyway. So it's good to talk to multiple lenders so you can see exactly what they're offering and what they can, what they can help you with. Got it. So what are some no's? Like, what are some things that if you want to buy if you're now looking, I'm like, I'm ready to buy a house. What are some of those no's? Like some of those, you you shouldn't do this. You need to wait. So I'll say, for example, for me, everybody knows it's been on my vision board for the last three years. Clearly, y'all know I, I still haven't gotten it yet. But I have this like, 
I want this big truck. I wanted a Range Rover, which I call my Power Ranger, but I wanted a Range Rover. I want my my very own nice white Range Rover. And then I downsized to a Palisade. I don't know if that's really a downsize, but I downsized yeah. to a Palisade. And so that's that's my vision, right? That's my goal. However, goals change because I also had a property on there and it was, well, you're not buying that if you're getting this. You have to do, you have to buy that truck after you get to that property. You cannot, you, you can't, and you shouldn't purchase any big purchases because then that hurts your buying power. You're right. You're right. So you, 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 you have to figure, that's why I said people need to be realistic. So I can't buy um, my, my Range Rover right now. <laughs> if I'm going to buy I mean, you know, if, if you can go ahead, but what's more important to you? that that investment property to be honest I, I know but to be honest that investment property can help you purchase yeah. that that range rover Absolutely. that range rover yeah. you know because you're increasing your your net worth you know you're you're increasing your net worth by buying that investment property you know so to me that's more person that's what I call being realistic like yeah I know it's so sad like I want a boat but <laughs> I can't get a boat right now. Plus where I live at, you know, there's, there's, we have winter months where I want to move to. They don't have winter months, (laughs) but that's, that's down the line. But I know that's a goal of mine and a realistic goal four to five years from now. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, what are some other no's? So like if people have, or I don't know if this counts against anything like student loans, Oh yeah, that's a good one. Well, it, it depends. I know right now, um, they're, de- they're deferred don't, still. Don't call me. They're deferred. They are. Right? I, 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 they de- they deferred, girl. Because <laughs> I know but, and y'all can but, keep deferring them too. In all, actu- in all actuality, if you think about it, when COVID started, um, the housing market, right? Mm-hmm. They deferred student loans. Uh, people were were given the option to defer, you know, mortgage payments you know, mm-hmm. car payments, things like that. But you have to think about it like this, like on the back end, you're still going to have to pay that back. Yeah. And eventually when those payments start back up, it could be a larger lump sum than what it was when you were first, before you were deferring it. So now what, and, and, and myself and, and my team talk about this a lot too, what's going to happen to the housing market when you have people that have I mean, you have some people that have continued to pay their mortgages on time. You have some people that stop their payments because just because of COVID things, things have happened. Like they've even lost their job or their hours got cut or they got COVID, mm-hmm. you know, those reasons. But then you have some people that just stop mortgage payments just to stop them because they could because of COVID, you know, and then it puts them in this financial strain where they can potentially have their house foreclosed on because, they did this, you know, they wanted the Range Rover. Mm. They wanted, <laughs> they wanted. I could have had it. I could have, I could have defer, deferred this mortgage payment for it. Damn it. You know, things <laughs> like that. So you should be, you, you know, it's, it sounds good, but there's always fine print. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you don't want to put yourself in even more of a financial strain where it like completely messes you up, you know, flip it, it flips everything upside down. So um, if you're doing it because you have to, because of, you know, life and things have happened, 
go ahead and do it. But then you have to have a plan on getting back on track, you know, Um, but you have a lot of people that don't. Yeah, we were, we weren't one of those people, but we did, we deferred our, our loan. I mean, our mortgage payment, but we put the money aside. So it was sitting in our savings account and we learned what was that? I think it was like three months or something. Mm-hmm. We learned at the end of those three months, we were um, going to refinance because at that point in time, the rates went like ridiculously low. Yep. So we refinanced or we tried mm-hmm. to refinance and they told us we couldn't refinance yeah. because we had um, because deferred our it and deferred mm-hmm. and it made it look mm-hmm. like we, um, it made it look like we weren't, we, we weren't, you weren't, you weren't up to date. Oh, right. yeah, you weren't but they and see that's the thing. Like they they put this nice little gold bowl on it and say yeah. you can do this, you'll save some money. But and then they send you like a packet with that fine print and nobody really reads it. Like for instance, I have um I know someone that has a rental property out of state. Um, but they were they were also renting, but they were trying to buy a home in the process. They could not uh, they 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 attempted to stop their loan from being approved because they had stopped payments on their rental property. You know, they were taking advantage of, you know, them saying that you can not make payments because of COVID, but the 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 con to that was that they almost didn't have a home to live in. They were going to be having to continue to rent until they were making payments. So once they started back making payments, their loan was approved. But yeah. people need to, you know, read the fine print. <laughs> I mean, and that's exactly what it is. It was like I said, we we weren't using the money to go and buy a new car or anything. Like I said, mm-hmm. we were to the side. So when it when it when we did get to that point, um, we were like, look, we got the money sitting right here. We can we can pay you right now. Mm-hmm. And they still wouldn't let us do it. We still had to wait uh, another. It's like a period of time. Ninety days, wait. So 90 days or ninety something. days before we could refinance. And it wasn't a it wasn't a big deal. We just wanted to make sure. You know, you at, at that point in time, you're kind of like, well, damn, are the rates going to go back up? And uh-huh. what happened? But it was it was it was a little stressful because. We were like, if we had known this, we wouldn't have done it that way. We would have done it, you know, we would have just gone ahead and refinanced and just been done with it. But COVID, COVID, COVID said y'all can do this. And then they were like, yeah, but this is the consequence. Oh, yeah. Yep. And a lot of people don't realize that until it's too late, you know, and it's unfortunate. That's why we really like foresee a lot of people going into foreclosure because of it, you know? So So, that's what you mean. Like in the future, forcing going to foreclosure, you're going to have a lot more and see again, the, the pro to that is a lot of people that are looking for investment properties. Those are some, you know, it's unfortunate, but it's business for a lot of it's, it's, it's pleasure for some people, but it's business for a lot of other people, you know? So you know, if you're having issues paying your mortgage, it's good to speak to a specialist, a legitimate specialist, not someone that came on a TV at three o'clock in the morning saying that we can help you save your home, you know, so- <laughs> <laughs> or all those, or all those tests. Or all those text messages, we get a lot of people texting us like, hey, Rayshawn, yeah. we would love to purchase your home and put your whole address in there. I'm like, yeah, okay. 
Oh, no. Girl, you get the ones Don't on the side of the road when you hit that light trying to buy, sell, or <laughs> dial such and such. No, thank But you. so that's what I'm saying. Those signs that you see on the side of the road, those are basically investors, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, really? And they're like, you know, you, you, you're you behind on your mortgage. You know, we can help you. It. They're going to want to buy your house, you know? And it, like I said, it's a business for some people, you know? So the only, the only one I'm taking is that the drug dealer knock on the door and got a lot <laughs> of cash and just like, I'm like just like here, I you want your house. Move out. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I'm a You can't have it until it's legit now. And the only legit, I don't care where you got it from. That's none of my business. I just want to make sure it's real and it, and, it, and it don't have nothing on it that that's going to incriminate me. So, but otherwise, pull up, get some six figure numbers. I'm like, you can have it. What you want inside? You want the bids? <laughs> <laughs> let me know what you, you want the, not even just the bed you want the kids too no. i'll let you have it all no. i actually did a transaction like, where the lady said that she'll leave everything in the house oh yeah it's a lot of my buyer went on a contract she said i'm gonna i'm just gonna leave everything if she wants it she can and she was like that's fine i'm like the bed too well she <laughs> le- she left everything <laughs> oh do a lot right. of people do that though like i you know no I was, I was, I mean, I am not, I wouldn't leave my bed, but I'm like, I want to take none of this, the rest of this stuff with me. It's too much. I mean, I mean you have some people that might leave, they might leave drapes, they yeah, might leave blinds, you know, real basic stuff, but you actually have people that leave furniture, they leave, mm-hmm. you know, they might've had, you know, every, of course, everything in the kitchen, well, nine times out of 10 is going to stay, but I've had people have like two or three refrigerators in a garage. They leave it a deep freezer. They leave it. You know, I'm like, okay. somebody. <laughs> leaf, leaf blowers. Uh, I mean, good stuff. You yeah, know? I mean, when we, when we, well, let me not say we, let me not, let me not speak in French here. When um, <laughs> my husband's side of the family sold his mom, his parents' home in North Carolina, mm-hmm. they, that's pretty much what they did. They pretty much gave, gave, gave the stuff to people. Yeah. So that's called like, as is like, you I mean that's a, a part of like as is you'll have some people will say well I'm selling this house as is and basically they're saying as is like everything that's been done is done we're not doing anything else but then yeah. you have some people that they're like that including everything that's in it so wow. everything conveys with the house like everything wow. so even like estate sales and stuff they may have I mean the person that lived there since 1972 and everything from 1972 is still in the house. So, including the ghosts <laughs> from <laughs> Christmas past, yes. <laughs> so, I had a, I had another, I guess, question slash, I guess, statement. So, one thing that I learned just with purchasing investment properties was, um, I guess, my question is, does location matter? But also, like, people should make sure they look into the area or that particular, um, I don't know, area that they're looking into that if, if it's a neighborhood, that's what I'm going to say, because there are some places that have HOAs. There are some places that don't have HOAs and those HOA fees. So previous to where we reside now, our previous home had a HOA, your, our subdivision had an mm-hmm. HOA. Mm-hmm. Then our community had a whole nother, had a whole nother HOA. And of course, we didn't know until 
the, because it's it's once a year for the for the community and then monthly for the subdivision. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that, and that is something you know. And now with one of with with a investment property that we do have, it's a condo, and so we have a condo mm-hmm. fee. Mm-hmm. But there was like an argument with the condo association and some of the tenants and, and the owners because there's like an additional assessment that they're trying to, to add on. And the first thing they said was, your real estate agent should have told you that. But the, a lot of the realtors are like, well, we won't, we didn't know, or we won't, we don't know because your documents aren't correct. Oh, wow. That too. So that could, <clears throat> that can be fought by the, by the residents. Um, but I will say that's right. Mm -hmm. That's something that, um, as a realtor, I know me personally, and the way I was taught was basically when it comes to homes that have HO, I mean, even investment properties, uh, homes that have HOAs or condo fees, you know, you get those documents, right. And that's Mm -hmm. actually something that can be used if you're under contract to get you out of contract. You, you know, me as a realtor, I'm going to go through that document and say, okay, <clears throat> everything looks decent to me, but these are some things that stick out that you should pay attention to. Mm-hmm. If you're not comfortable with this, you can pull out of the contract. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know that, you know, but then you have some people that just don't, they don't read, you know, yeah. and me personally, I know the house isn't my home, but I'm your agent and you're my client. And you know, I don't care if you do want to buy a million dollar home or not, or a home you can't afford, I'm still going to look through every piece of documentation and point stuff out to you and bring it to your attention, especially if I don't, if I'm not, I'm not sure if you paid attention to, or if you did and you kind of didn't catch it, but just to bring it to your, you know, bring it to your attention. Hey, this is coming up. This is what this is showing. Do you feel comfortable with moving forward? Mm -hmm. But like I said, your realtor is like your lawyer, you know, they're advocating and negotiating on your behalf and they're going through a lot of, you know, they're, I'm not me personally, I'm not just gonna let you go through that documentation on your own. Of course you have the lenders that'll go through documentation with you, but your realtor should also be going through documentation with you as well, especially right before you get to the table, because you don't want to get to closing and you're like, uh, these numbers don't look right. Oh yeah. I'm not that person. I'm looking through. (laughs) I'm but a lot of people, all final a lot documentation. of people don't. A lot of people oh, yeah. don't. They're just so excited, you know. I don't know. I've been in they... with my calculator, making sure I'm like just because your Excel spreadsheet said it was. <laughs> I hear you. But give me a moment. <laughs> I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, nope. I ain't playing. I don't play with my money. And I mean, for us, this, I would say a lot of things when you're getting into having investments and things like that. It's mm-hmm. some lear- It's some learning curves. And I mean, for us, like. We did, we went back into the documents and we're like, we don't even see this. So we don't know what they're talking about. But mm-hmm. I mean, long story short, they took out a loan and now they're saying the tenants have to pay it. So like, it's not in, it's not nowhere written. So we don't know where y'all getting it from, but. Yeah, we ain't paying it. You're not going to tack it on to me because where is it? Yeah, at see, exactly. So you might notice too, I don't know if y'all, when y'all were going through the process of looking for at investment properties, if you saw some condo fees or HOA fees were like ridiculously high, you know, and that's because in the past they had so many people behind Mm -hmm. that, you know, you have other homeowners that are, that have to pay for it, you know? I mean, Um, it is, it is a big difference. I mean, mm -hmm. For the, for the home that I actually live in, 
<laughs> I, I, my HOA fee is under $50 a month. But then for a rental property, it's like $400 just for the condo fee. So it's like, what the? <laughs> I mean, I would definitely never do that again. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd rather try to figure out a size home that I have if this is what it's going to be. But I mean, condos are easier to manage as far as like, you don't have to do no upkeep and things like that. And it's mm-hmm. not so much mm-hmm. work that needed to be done. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just, it was it was a lot more than than I think we anticipated, but we have an amazing renter there. And but you're learning a lot too, right? Oh yes, right. I mean, the first two months I was like, "Call me again, call <laughs> me again." And man, I'm see, like, nothing else should be get, broken. You could you could hire a property management company to do all and that legwork for you. Nah, you no, know I'm, I'm the property management. I want all my coins. <laughs> I am the property management <laughs> company. No, it's all me. Um, I mean, first, I mean, you're good with paperwork and stuff and numbers. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. I mean, I did, you know, the first two months, it was, you know, oh, the toilet is stopped up or this is broke or that is broke. I'm like, what you doing? Because all this stuff is new. What you doing? It wasn't stopped up when I, it wasn't stopped up before. It wasn't stopped up when I kept flushing it to show you it worked when you moved in. Now, what you doing, man? (laughs) Don't put this tissue in. You need to change the tissue now. (laughs) Go to one plot. One plot, not two. Do you charge them a fee for maintenance? Like every time someone has to go out there for maintenance or something like that, like a deductible? Um, We haven't. We haven't. I mean... We have a contractor on, on, on call that's been pretty cool, pretty good. I mean, he go, mm-hmm. he went, I think we had to, we did have to replace, we had to replace something, I think the sink or something, which is one thing that we didn't replace. I mean, we, we, we went in and kind of gutted it and kind of redid everything in there. So it wasn't, but certain things we were like, oh no, nah. like we, we looked at the bathroom was like, she getting this bathroom as it is. Like we not like, no. Nah. I'm not, I'm not putting no money into this. So that's what made, I think once she called us, we're like, God damn, now I got to buy a new toilet. Find the cheapest toilet you can find. (laughs) Give me a $44 toilet. (laughs) Long as it fits. (laughs) Long as it fits and she can sit on it. She, it's an older woman. So that also was like, I think with investing, it's like knowing what you want and who you want on in your property because you have that right. I was picky. I ain't want no little youngin with a whole rack of kids. And I know that sounds bad for everybody that's listening. I got kids, but oh well, I'm entitled. Uh, <laughs> I wanted that. I, I wanted mean, that you're the person. landlord. You're the landlord. You're entitled to that. Give me the older, give me the older lady on a fixed income. <coughs> income ain't changing. She know this is what she can afford. Mm-hmm. This is it. And she good and she not moving. <clears throat> what, but what also back to being realistic, you know, things happen. What happens if they shut down things again, you know, yep. which they're not going to do. <clears throat> right. But you had to be realistic too as an investor. If you're, if you're renting out properties, like, okay, worst case scenario, will I be able to afford this moving forward for however many months? And how long can I afford it? You know, you might say we can go a year without having anybody if they chose to shut things down or if the person couldn't pay their rent or something like that. Could we go a year? Could we go two years? 
you know? So <clears throat> those are just some things to, to think about. But I think sometimes you have to, you have some people that are so scared to jump in. I normally tell people like, scare money don't make money. Yep. yep. On the investor side, you know? And, you know, it's all a learning experience, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, you might jump into it and think it was the best thing for you. And then you find out a couple of years down the line that, uh, you know, maybe this wasn't the best thing. But over time, you learn that, okay, maybe we should do this. Okay, let's go ahead, figure out if we're going to keep it or sell it and do something else mm-hmm. and put us in a better, you know, situation. So my hat goes off to you for doing it and taking yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, for us, like, we, we, we looked at what we could afford and went way lower than what we could afford because it was, we could afford this much. But like to your point, if we got to hold this down for a year, what does that, what does life look like? Because exactly my truck is on my vision board. Oh my gosh. You <laughs> get that off that vision board and stop it. And it's I coming. Board. <laughs> and and I Gina going to be right alongside you when you get it. <laughs> it's her. Right. Yeah. See, it's her fault because she upped the ante when she got, she knew I was looking for a truck that she going to pull up in her truck. Ma'am. Okay. Ma'am. She wants a she wants a brand new vehicle. I mean, it could have like a couple miles on it, but not too many. I already got a car with miles on. I don't need another one. I didn't need a brand new vehicle. I just needed a vehicle that would fit my, my kids who like to do activities. Oh, I didn't say not I, what she's I, I did not I didn't say I was including the kids. See, Hers I is mean, for luxury purposes. Mine is for me. I think as you grow and you get older, you like to invest in yourself. This is investing in myself. (laughs) This is what this is called. And I know it's a depreciating value for all these accountants out here, but that's fine. When it depreciates, just upgrade again and do something. And write it off for your taxes. (laughs) You know, I'll just do that. All right. Well, Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lexi. Or in my Rhonda, Rhonda voice, thank you, Lexi Boo. <laughs> <laughs> You're Lexi welcome. Boo. And, thank and, you and Regina. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. I, I was Regina. Like, oh, my bad. She changed my name. <laughs> she did change her whole name. But thank you, thank you. Uh, we are continuing this conversation and we'll have a two part um, with two real estate agents so we're very blessed to know multiples so thank you again for all our listeners make sure you download the podcast on all podcast platforms we're pretty much everywhere yay us um definitely follow us on instagram and facebook at realities yes yes (laughs) and it is r-a-i-a-l-i-t-i-e-s um but thank you thank you thank you so much for joining us it's so appreciative and in my typical Brie voice, bye. <laughs> <laughs>